नमस्ते वेलकम टू एंड्रॉइड पॉडकास्ट आई एम अनुपम सिंह एंड आई एम विवेक सिंह वी टॉक अबाउट व्हाट्स न्यू इन एंड्रॉइड बेस्ट प्रैक्टिसेस एंड हाउ टू बी अ बेटर एंड्रॉइड डेवलपर वेलकम गाइस वेलकम टू द क्वारंटीन डेज आई वुड आल्सो लाइक टू वेलकम विवेक विवेक थैंक्स फॉर जॉइनिंग अस एंड फॉर इंश्योरिंग टू कीप दिस पॉडकास्ट अलाइव so vivek is a fellow android geek at urban company yes we are the urban company now you might have listened to his two cents about kotlin native in our episode number 13 thanks anupam i am thrilled to be here and uh, we are dearly missing tushar as a co-host and i just hope i can do justice to his seat here on android idiots <laughs> you will try sure okay tal uh, chat so android studio was announced on may 16th on 13 at the Google I/O conference as an ID for Android development and we finally said bye bye to beloved Eclipse Android development tools ADT Anupam I think you have some very painful stories for us related to Eclipse Oh sure I do where shall I even start so it took us 15 minutes to even load the ADT my entire life was spent searching for r.java and i don't even want to acknowledge the time i wasted if i dared to switch the workspace <laughs> so coming back to android studio it quickly became the first class citizen as a tool for all future android development it is built on jetbrains intellij platform which comes with a host of features like file templates code navigation and the one we are going to talk about today plugins though we have all used them sometimes abused them we never understood them and today we have tushar with us who has spent some time working with android studio plugins tushar is currently working with the urban company and he takes care of the of the monetization vertical the app side previously he has worked with samsung in the nox security so tushar how are you how how is quarantine treating you these days hello anupam i am good and quarantine is going fine right now as it is saving a lot of people around the world and it's good that government has taken a good initiative and thanks for inviting me for the podcast ah uh, sure sure but you are here to talk about android studio plugins right yeah definitely i would like to share what i have learned so far so tushar i have a very basic question in computing what do you classify as a plugin or what do you call a plugin uh Let's take a real-world example. Don't we often scratch our brains reading an unformatted JSON file? But Chrome browser allows us to install a browser program which converts your unformatted JSON to a readable format, which in turn saves a lot of time while debugging. This program is a plugin. Um, still not clear to me. Okay, as a software developer, our primary job is to copy-paste, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. often times we need to copy paste what we copy pasted yesterday and there comes a clipboard plugin to the rescue which stores some of your last copied items and can recopy from it in case your internet or stack overflow go down or in simple computing terms plugin is a software component that can add a specific feature to a existing software program okay um, what are the some of the common problems that a plugin solve for let's say in a developer's life well this list is too long but some of the major problems are the first one is 
we spend a lot of time doing redundant tasks that add up to our development time. Research has shown we waste 30% of our time doing things that can be automated. As we work in time-constrained environment, saving this much of time is essential to maintain a good quality code. The second major problem is every company has some set of standards which everyone has to follow. As a new joiner, you may not know them and may spend time redoing your code when they are pointed out in code reviews. Above all, as a developer, we want our life to be as easy as possible. Leaving the ID to trigger a build on Jenkins is personally a pain. To have a plugin which lets me do all this miscellaneous stuff in the ID itself is one of the way I keep my inner geek happy. I'm sure we all know about keeping our inner geeks happy. So, Tushar, are there plugins out there for Android Studio that can improve my development speed today? Yes, Vivek. There are a lot of them which can be used. Let's take some examples. Like, we all convert JSON to a Java Pojo. And every time I had to do it for a huge JSON, a little piece of me died inside. It is very time-consuming and error-prone. But voila, you can do that in just simple one click. Just install a JSON to Pojo Converter plugin in Android Studio, paste your JSON inside it, press create, and it will generate complete Pojo for you. Magical, right? The first time I tried this and saw Java files being created, I almost cried. Well, not exactly cried, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Similarly, we have more plugins like that. Like one is ADB Wi-Fi that connects, ADB over Wi-Fi, ADB idea that installs uh, and uninstalls just using shortcut commands. And there is one very good plugin that I can recommend that is Key Promoter that tells you shortcut commands for whatever redundant tasks you do in your daily life. This is just the beginning. There is endless possibility. You can create your own custom plugin according to your requirements. So okay, you're saying I can create my own plugins? Indeed. Okay, okay. Uh, so are there any prerequisites before creating, a, let's say, a custom plugin? Mm, let me take a corollary here. When you start out to create an Android app, you need to have an Android Studio, right? Similarly, to create an Android Studio plugin, we need to have IntelliJ Community Edition installed in our computers. Why Community Edition? Because it is free, easy to use, and most important, it supports greater IntelliJ plugin. Great. So now that I may have installed IntelliJ, what do I do next? After installing IDE, just create a new project. Select the Gradle option. If you want your plugin to be Gradle format, just like your Android code structure. Finish the setup steps and bingo, we are ready with our first plugin. Though it doesn't do anything right now. So in IntelliJ, uh, we created our first plugin. But what do we do next now? Since you created your studio plugin project, but it is still not functional. It provides you two important files. The first file we are already familiar with is Gradle file. You can mention your repositories, dependencies inside it, and it is essential to mention local Android Studio path as alternate IDE path to run your plugin. Another important file is plugin.xml. It contains metadata about your plugin, and here we can register different elements of our plugin, like actions. It is essentially what an Android manifest is to an Android app. Uh, great. Um, you mentioned something called actions. What are they? 
रिमेंबर दूल बार एट द टॉप ऑफ योर प्रोजेक्ट वेर यू सी द ऑप्शन लाइक फाइल एडिट टूल फिल्ड रन एक्सेट्रा या इन द रन ड्रॉप डाउन द रन और द बिल्ड लाइन आइटम्स आर एसेंशियली एक्शंस देर यू कैन एड योर ओन कस्टम आइटम्स लेट्स से एंड्रॉयड एडियट्स बाई क्रिएटिंग एन एक्शन विद द सेम नेम actions are organized into groups these groups can contain other groups and so on and so forth okay fair enough but when but when are these actions rendered actually how do they get tied to the toolbar in short do they have their own life cycles absolutely it's what the components are for components control the life cycle and manages the state of plugin there are three kinds of component the first one is application level component it is initialized when the id that is android studio starts up remember the send statistics to google dialog on the bottom right corner that pops up every single time that's an application level component another one is project level component it is created for each project instance in the id the third one is the module level component it is created for each module inside every project loaded in the id let's take an example that we want to notify the users about the version update of our plugin on android studio startup it comes under application level component and it needs to store previous version of the plugin to notify users only when new version is greater than the previous version but this way is the older way to write plugins intellij has introduced three new concepts namely service extensions and listeners this is the recommended way to write plugins as of today and if you have a plugin written using components you should migrate it uh but what is the need to migrate my plugin uh because plugin using components do not support dynamic loading that is the ability to install update and uninstall plugins without restarting the id okay uh You have also introduced some new terms called as services, extensions, and listeners. Can you elaborate a little about them? Yes, sure. First, let's talk about the services. It is a plugin component loaded on demand when your plugin calls the get service method of service manager class, and IntelliJ platform ensures that only one instance of the service is loaded, even though the service is called several times. services also available at application level project level and module level for example we are migrating our code from java to kotlin and needs to find all java files where the project loads we can then use the project level service when a project loads we can call get service method of service manager and get the instance of the service and calculate the file count okay great so are extensions same as services mm, no extensions are not same as services extensions are the most common way for a plugin to extend the functionality of intellij platform it is not as straightforward as writing an action to a toolbar or a menu like we need extension points that allow us to add tool windows the panel displayed at the side of id using uh, user interface or to add pages to the setting and preference dialog okay okay you mentioned extension points what it is actually let's understand it is a easy way 
Like by defining extension points in your plugin, you can allow other plugins to extend the functionality of your plugin. For example, to execute a code when a project is being opened, provide startup impl uh, uh, activity implementation and register an extension for the com.intellij.poststartup activity uh, or com.intellij.background.poststartup activity extension point. So, uh you mentioned these two extension points so i am guessing that intellij define these can can i define my own extension points for my plugin yeah you can define your own extension point for your own plugins also you just have to extend what the extension what the extension you have made and then extend using uh, extension points using the uh, uh, plugin.xml file which i have told you earlier okay so what are listeners? Uh, listeners allow plugin to declaratively subscribe to events delivered through the message bus. You can define both application and project level listeners. Let's take an example of a project level listener. The class implementing the listener interface can definitely a one argument constructor accepting a project and it will receive the instance of the project for which the listener is created. Okay, so what all I can do with actions? Now for creating an action, we can create a class which extends an action. And inside the method action performed, where we can write our action logic. We can create our own custom UI for plugins using JSwing and write the functionality along with it. And we are ready with the plugin. Um, what is JSwing? Yeah. Through JSON, you just like uh, in Android Studio, you have your XMLs and you uh, add components inside your XML. Similarly, in JSON, you can add components of the UI uh, using a JSON. Okay, that sounds easy enough. Now I understand how to create a plugin, but I'm still not clear about how will I test it. Uh, remember, I mentioned something called an alternate ID path in the build.gradle of the plugin. Yeah. When you hit run in your IntelliJ, it will build the Studio plugin, launch Android Studio, install the plugin, and restart Android Studio. So every time I change something in the plugin, it will restart Android Studio? Sadly, yes. <laughs> I can practically hear the cries of my laptop. <laughs> well, the hack here is to have a very light project open in your Android Studio and maybe even keep the grader for that project offline. <laughs> sure. Uh, but what about debugging? Is that supported for plugins? Yes, it is. Debugging plugin works exactly the same way as in Android development. Either you launch Android Studio while debugging or you attach debugger once it already are launched. Okay, so after I'm done creating my plugin, how do I share it with other people? or even publish it, let's say, online so that other developers across the world can use my plugin. Okay, if you want to locally share it with your friends or colleagues, you can build a zip file of your Gradle project and share it with anyone you want. They can install it via Android Studio Plugin Manager and start using it after restarting the IDD. To publish your plugin via JetBrain website, just sign up, upload your plugin, and yeah, you are good to go. JetBrains takes some time to review the plugin, after which it will be available on plugin market. 
Okay. I think we have a fair idea how to develop a plugin. Vivek, do you have any questions? Uh, no, Anupam. Uh, I think Tushar has explained it very well. And I'll be sure to develop one or two plugins to uh, satisfy my inner geek. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we will do. So, okay. Uh, so I guess that will be all. Thank you, Tushar, for touching a topic that we as Android developers rarely think about in terms of development, but we do often use it. Uh, so thank you for enlightening us and taking us into a world of plugins. And um, let's say maybe yeah, like Vivek, I'll also create one or two of my own, of my own plugins. Thank you. Thanks again, Tushar. Cheers. 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 Cheers.